listening to Frequency Living Podcast, a place where beautiful souls, beautiful facets of spirit come together to celebrate sound, to share our intimate experiences of the wisdom and healing that is experienced inside of beautiful sound healing ceremonies. And how we bring our awareness of frequency into our conscious life, into our daily life, and how we can come into a deeper experience and sense of self-acceptance and acceptance of the living world around us so that our feelings of joy and prosperity and bliss can hold our denser emotions and experiences so that they may be transmuted by the grace of love. And so join myself, my friends, and guests as we dive deep into the healing power of sound so that we may come to a place of deep liberation, freedom of expression to bring our gifts to the world and to share our joy and to lighten the hearts of those around us. It is such an honor to have you here and to share this beautiful presence of spirit. My name is Acacia Godwin, and it is such an honor to have you in this space. Thank you so much for carving the time out of your life to tune in to this solo episode where we are going to explore what it truly means to embrace your healer archetype. Something that is so essential to embracing this aspect of ourselves, one of these facets of spirit, is recognizing that as spirit embodied in human vessels, we are the expression of healing. We are the evolution of spirits healing into the remembrance of unity, of unity consciousness, of harmony, of truly feeling connected to our divinity. And so as healers, we are healing energy that is being expressed through these divine instruments of the human body. It is something that happens through us as we meet our lives initiations into deeper remembrance of our true origin, of our true origin. And so really reclaiming this part of ourselves as a healer is a natural process that creates more space for our community to accept this aspect of themselves. Because if we are resisting this divine expression of ourselves, we are, we are in a place of unacceptance, denial of our truth, of our whole of our holism, embodiment of the divine. And so, I thought it would be supportive to maybe explore some of the collective beliefs that create resistance for healers to step into their power and their true nature. And so 
There are some programs and patterns that we hold in our society. Everything is a reflection of our consciousness. And really, the world story that we see is kind of like an average. In mathematics, we get this average frequency, and that is kind of the main story that we're seeing. But as we step into these higher frequencies of being, not meaning better, but just meaning higher, more subtle frequencies, is that we maybe we start to fall out of the main script of the story and we start to live in a new paradigm and we become these bridges to help the our family tribe of humans to raise into this higher frequency. And so it really takes us stepping into our leadership to create pathways, energetic pathways for our tribe to follow because we are a part of something much greater than us. You know, if you are here, you know that, you feel that in your being. And so one of the beliefs that kind of creates resistance and maybe fear for a healer to step into their identity is that there's been this idea that healing is a passive experience. You know, that you go to a professional who can fix you. And there is a medical industry that prescribes quick fixes to treat the symptoms. And so this is supporting the belief that one does not have to change their lifestyle. And that to continue with the fast-pacedness of the life, with the distractions distracting us from our divinity, that we need to just treat the symptoms and not make any changes in our lives. And so humanity can get into these very fixed ways of being when really it comes down to how we are living our lives in every moment. And so a really a key element to true lasting healing is our lifestyle, the lifestyle we are living. And right now, the world collective story is not inviting people to come into that awareness of refining one's lifestyle to create more health, balance, and prosperity and vitality inside of one's life. And another story that can make it challenging for a healer to fully and unconditionally accept that part of themselves is that there's this underlying experience of separation. And in that separation, humanity is left in a place of powerlessness, of seeking for the answers outside of oneself, the solutions outside of oneself. There's so much in this world that is pulling the awareness outside of the conscious being into a world of distractions where when we come into cultivating that awareness to go inward, we come back into that unity. We reclaim our power and we begin our journeys into a deeper experience of vitality. 
we've also been raised in a culture that values academics and certifications. And so this can be challenging for a healer because in my experience, I woke up to my abilities to heal through life experience, through challenges that the universe gifted me with so that I could see more of who I truly am, the truth of who I am. And so if we're lost in this world of needing these qualifications that are given from external sources, we're not tapping into the divinity within us. And it can make it very challenging for us to value our healing gift of being able to deeply listen to spirit and allow spirit to orchestrate the healing through us because we are merely conduits of this healing power. It's not coming from us, it's coming through us and we are a part of it. And when we can soften into this, then we can let go of the expectations and the pressures of figuring out the problems of someone else's journey because we are merely being a clear and sharp vessel for spirit to work through. And another collective belief or story that exists that can make it challenging for a healer to really embrace their true identity is that there is a disconnected system existing right now where we go to one practitioner to resolve a problem. Um, You know, this can even look like if you are in the process of sharing your gifts in the world and you fall into this belief that you only need to because you're like, okay, I have this gift, I want to share it with my community, and so I need to learn how to have a business. And so you go out there and you find a business coach who can help you set up your systems and get really clear on maybe what your offering is. And we fall into the trap of just one need of that healing journey, that initiation into more of your sovereign power. And this one facet, kind of like this one facet vision, it happens very often with physical healing. People will go to just see a massage therapist or um, maybe they're just going to go to osteo. And what is really existing in the new paradigm of existence in this evolution of humanity as a collective is coming back into holistic healing meaning that we are working with a team, a team of gifted practitioners that can come together and support us in different areas of our lives to expand our awareness and help us reclaim our power. We have also been born into a paradigm that is very fixated on seeing with the visual eyes in this waking reality needing proof. And when we are healers that are channeling energy, healing energy from the source of creation, 
It is beyond the logical understanding of what is possible. And so it really initiates us into a deep state of surrender and trust. Trust that our people that come to us for healing are going to receive the exact healing that they need and that there is nothing that we need to figure out and that all we simply need to do is to allow spirit to orchestrate the healing session and that may look very different for whatever your healing modality is whatever your approach is but it will require you to deeply listen to listen and have the courage to speak when you're meant to speak to move your hands to a different part of the body that you're meant to move your hands to to not only speak to the beauty that you see in someone's energetic field, but to also have the courage and the willingness to maybe see some energetic blocks. Because when we can help our people see the blind spots, we're truly serving them in those moments. I would also really love to speak to the collective wound that can create a lot of resistance and fear into really embracing this identity as of our healer archetype. And that is what some people call the witch wound. And there is ancestral trauma that is living with, within the nervous system that is communicating that it is not safe to be seen and recognized as a healer by your community. And when we recognize this, we can start to inform our nervous system of what's actually true now. Because initially, we are here to recognize dissonance with the truth of what we feel inside of us. And so it is important to validate that experience within our collective nervous system. But to invite a sense, a shift, an energetic shift and to inform our nervous system that it is safe to be seen as a healer and to share our healing gifts and to truly trust where we are in this time of evolution and that we are truly emerging into this golden age of coming into more collective coherence and celebration of the divinity that is within us. And so as we embrace this healer archetype, we create more space for other facets of, of divinity, of spirit, to reclaim their power and to embrace those parts of themselves instead of rejecting them out of fear. It's just really so important to not get lost in the stories and the trauma of our ancestors and to meet it with love and compassion and to inform your nervous system that it is safe to truly embody your authentic self. I would really love to move into now what made it hard for me to accept my healer identity and what resistance was there. And so the biggest thing that was blocking me 
was the fear of creating hierarchy and taking someone's power away from them. Because the truth is, you know, we are of a generation that was born into a paradigm of hierarchy. A hierarchy of power and the main means of this manifestation, representation of power is money. A lot of us still are influenced by the social conditioning that money represents power. And an important part as a healer, of coming into a healer, is having a healthy relationship with money. Um, Not a toxic relationship, but having a almost like romantic relationship with money. Not being scared to look at money. But also to not get lost in the game of seeking money. It is really powerful and supportive, resonant with the the archetype of the healer to really focus on the vision that of div- the divine vision residing within and to connect to that vision, to see the elements, to experience the elements and invite the manifestation of that vision without getting lost in numbers. It is just so, I cannot like accentuate this enough to not let money put a value on your worth. I remember I was in this mentorship and something that was communicated, which just really showed some dissonance was that the money you have in your bank account is the influence, the impact you are having in the world. And this is a false story. If you get lost in that, you're really going to struggle with your value and you're going to really struggle to share your gifts. When we are serving from the sovereign place of our spirit, we are always provided for. Always, always, always. Like I said, to have a healthy relationship with money, to be able to ask for an energetic exchange for your healing. Because I remember a story that my Reiki teacher shared with me is that there was this healing center that was opened in Hawaii. And people would come from for healings and they would leave healed. But then they would come back a year later with the same issue because there wasn't this exchange. Also, we all know that as a healer, it is an active involvement. It's not passive. There really needs to be support to give people back their power. And so for myself, it is not in alignment for me to just offer healings without going deep into what's alive and present in someone's heart to help expand their awareness. If I'm not expanding awareness in my healing sessions, I would just rather not go there. There are other practitioners who can meet those people and I do trust that they will get support, the benefits that they need. Just the people I am aligned to work with in this lifetime are people who are completely invested in themselves and their healing journey and are ready to take complete self-responsibility. 
And so being born into this world of hierarchy, it was really hard, challenging for me to be able to, it's like I knew I was a healer. From the moment I knew I was a healer, like I knew it. When, you know, I, I healed my own chicken pox, like I knew I was a healer. And also like healing the relation, like the dynamics of fractured relationships in my life. So with my parents, um, that was a self-initiation into, into my archetype as a healer. And that is where wisdom comes from. It is embodied knowledge through experience. That is wisdom. It's not something that's studied. It's something that comes out of your soul, out of your being. It channels through you. It is the most profound and powerful energy you could ever tap into. And so I, there was resistance to sharing this healer archetype and being able to voice it to my community, being able to, to say, hi, my name is Acacia and I'm a healer. That was so hard to say at one point. It was okay for everyone else to recognize me as a healer. There's this, sometimes I see this, a, a certain, I don't want to say genre, but there's this content that can filter around on social media, on Instagram. And it was this, this reel that was saying that a healer doesn't say have to say that they are a healer. Their community recognizes them as a healer. And yes, that is true. But we are living in a modern world where there is, I have found a deep value in being able to, to speak who you are. It's just like an artist, right? A healer is no different from an artist. These aspects, we try to isolate and create separation from these aspects and facets, expressions of divinity. And being able to communicate that you are a healer is a very empowering experience. And what I came to realize what was that that was a false story I was telling myself. And it really took a tr like coming into a genuine connection with my authenticity of being that embodied healer. And that my intentions were not to take away the power from anyone else, but to empower them. And that's why a part of my healing sessions, there is discussion. There is connection for someone to be seen for whatever is coming from their heart in that ceremony to be healed or awakened or celebrated whatever it is is that there is an active involvement it is a collaboration and co-creation and the more space we create create for that in our healing sessions the more we're actually just lending a healing hand to our brothers and sisters and so we are not creating a system of hierarchy of being able to communicate to our community that we are a healer. Because when we are doing that, we are creating opportunities, pathways, 
creating invitations for people to receive the support they need and desire because everyone is healing energy. And the more that it can be embraced and embodied, the more we are going to come into a collective coherence of unity consciousness. So another resistance that kind of showed up in my journey of embracing my healer archetype was this fear of expectation. (sighs) You know, and I feel like this touches back onto, you know, people looking for quick fixes and, you know, being expected to like facilitate a miracle, you know? Um, I feel like there is some some maybe limiting beliefs of what being a healer looks like and that it's like creating these big epic miracles, you know, where someone comes to you in one session and suddenly like their entire back shoulder pain is completely gone. But the truth is, is like there might be a spiritual healing aspect to that wound. There might be a physical healing aspect to that wound. Right now I am working with a couple different practitioners to one's an acupuncturist And one is a movement therapist who works with like Pilates and um, tensegrity work. And we're working on my pelvic floor. And I'm holding space for the spiritual element of what's connected to healing this pelvic floor, but it's all connected. And working with a council of healers, finding people you resonate with, to share clients with, to make sure that they're getting all the support they need is going to create the result they desire like they're desiring with more grace. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it is having an intimate experience with a client so that they can go deep and then maybe they move on to the next chapter of their healing journey and find that person for physical healing. Um because essentially when these emotional wounds are not addressed, they manifest as physical disharmonies. And it takes the awareness of coming back into the body to re-engage the muscles that the correct muscles are firing so that there's balance between the front and back side of the body. There's a whole process to this. And so, you know, I had this like fear of expectation of what if, what if the with the people coming to me do not have like receive the the results they're looking for and then do not believe that I am a healer. That was like a pretty big one because you know, spirit is subtle and unless, you know, it really calls someone to have those subtle that subtle awareness of what's shifting in their body, what's opening up, being willing to meet the emotions that come up, the uncomfortable energy that comes up to be seen and felt with love. And so that was a pretty big one for me. I am also seeing in this moment that that fear of expectation was also a fear of failure, you know, of having these really high expect self-expectations of what should happen in these ceremonies. And (laughs) the greatest gift that I've learned through this process of surrendering to the healing that is channeling through me is that it is nothing we can plan for. It takes a deep surrender and trust to show up in the moment 
and trust that spirit is going to provide for you through your client and also through you to create more harmony because really what is happening when we're coming together with our clients, our soul tribe, is that spirit is orchestrating these meetings, these destiny dates. And to soften into that is honestly going to bring the most grace into your process of truly embracing your healer archetype. You know, there was pressure and responsibility for someone else's healing. And I struggled to fully and completely trust that spirit would provide and orchestrate the healing. And I was so, you know, jumping into the unknown void by myself is a skill I'd cultivated over many years. Jumping into the void with others is an initiation all healers must learn to embrace. It takes deep trust. And there's no other way to get there than to do it, to show up for those moments, to know that, you know, you you may meet part of the journey is going to be, it's not just one day you're going to be like, I'm a healer, there's no resistance. And just think that you're going to walk into every session without any of this uncomfortableness. You are like stepping into new territory. And so... Even if you are a healer that has traveled through time, who has lived many lifetimes as a healer, you are in new territory because this moment is the only moment that is existing and it is different from any incarnation that you may have had in any other place. And so it really requires us to step into new territory, into the unknown. And I remember when I first started my 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 service and sharing my service to my community um, more than just my local community and really bringing it to the world is that I remember my very first um, one-on-one mentorship client. I, I actually had a conversation with this with her and shared with her um, that, you know, she was my first client and there was like part of me that was still struggling with seeing my beauty and the value I brought to our healing sessions because I was like creating this reality of hustle for myself. We would have these beautiful ser- these beautiful sessions together and then I would try to create all of these PDFs and all of this information that she sh- she could tune into And we kind of giggled after because she was like, (laughs) I knew that was like, not really you. Like that, I was like, oh, like that's not Acacia. And so it was really interesting to just have that conversation with her. And it's been a really beautiful process to come to this place now where I meet my clients completely in the void. The preparation I do is not in creating this support of PDFs and of this information of, I was more in a teaching container. I really, it was safe for me to be in a teaching container when I first started my spiritual entrepreneurship journey. 
it was more uncomfortable to step into the healer right away. And so that was kind of my bridge coming into the healer archetype. And what has been really beautiful is that the preparation I now do, or like there's, there's not much that goes in outside of the sessions. There is support for integration for my one-on-one clients with Voxer. I am always there to receive, you know, holding my, my people in whether it's like um, a celebration or a struggle or a moment of needing to be seen to be so that their experience can be validated. But what really started to happen when I stepped into my archetype of my healer is that I would, I always take an hour before my healing sessions to go down into my healing space, into my sound temple downstairs. And I copal the room, I smudge the room, I smudge myself, I smudge everything in there. And I just really let go of everything outside of that moment, outside of that contain this session. And I warm up with, I warm up my voice because I am a sound healer. And so I have a few different vocal exercises I have to warm up my my voice. I do breath work to get my body prepared to resonate sound from the source of creation within me. I chant mantra with my shruti box. I drop into the energetic connection, sometimes tune into some of the planetary frequencies that want to come into the session. And I've kind of been playing with that lately of being like, oh, I feel Chiron. And funnily enough, like that is one of the archetypes that come up. And I also look at my client's natal charts um, because I do, there is so much beauty and healing that comes into when, when working with the blueprint of someone's birth chart. And so it's been a really beautiful process to recognize that my presence is the most valuable tool in my in my womb of resources to support my healing sessions. And it has saved me a lot of energy to recognize that the most value someone is going to get from me is in the time that we are present with each other, not in these <laughs> outside things that are supporting the illusion of my not enoughness, you know? And so um, that has been like one of the biggest takeaways is that every time I'm just like, okay, I'm going to jump into the unknown with my client. Every single time, miracles unfold, magic unfolds in ways that I would not expect, but in ways that create deep, deep shifts lasting shifts within the people I'm working with. And that is golden. That is so soul fulfilling and nourishing that it really just allows me to trust that the people I'm meant to work with are going to arrive in arrive in divine time because the people I'm working with are truly destiny dates. And it is really, it will really support you to recognize that how many people you're working with does not say if you are a healer or not. Your value is in your presence. And so when you're not doing healing sessions with clients, you 
be present with the abundance of space and time that you've cultivated in your schedule to connect with the source of creation within you. Like honor that time, step into that space. Don't feel guilt for it. Don't try to go back into these old ways of being where you're having to hustle and have a wait list of clients. You are here to experience the spaciousness of your existence. You will be provided for like you always have been. And so being, that's been one of the biggest lessons for me of really (laughs) embracing my healer archetype is that my community is going to take care of me and that there's no shame and guilt in that. And it doesn't, always, it doesn't translate to how much money I'm making. It really translates to how much more harmony am I creating in the world? And when you're creating harmony in your world, the universe is going to take care of you. It is going to take care of you. It is a part of its integrity to, to continue this journey of evolution for the remembrance of unity consciousness. Know that as a healer, you are lending a hand to a kindred soul to reclaim their power. And when you claim your identity, your true identity as a healer, as a conduit for divinity, for healing energy to express itself through, you're creating more space for other people to step into their own power. You are not creating a system of hierarchy you are actually creating more space. Being a healer is not confined to where you are from, what culture you are from. Right now, it's funny, I have moments of giggling of like, wow, like I'm a modern day shaman, you know? And my experience of being a shaman in a Western world is going to be much different from these more worldly indigenous roots. Although I do feel like I share that indigenous heart. I do not feel separation with those medicine elders living in deep connection with nature. But I was born where I was born. And I'm going to accept that part of myself and allow my true identity to be expressed and experienced exactly where I am. And I'm not going to feel guilt and shame about that. That's a very important part of our journey if we are born into this experience in the world to accept your heritage, your inheritance, where you come from, your ancestors, from this life, you know, from your mother and your father, but also from beyond and know that you do not need proof of where your soul has come from, that your inner radiance translates the truth of who you are, that embodied wisdom will be experienced inside of every ceremony you offer. It is something that does not even need to be communicated. Often people will speak to it to you, especially after having an experience with you. My life truly did shift into a new paradigm when I embraced my healer archetype. Because for a while, I was trying to fit myself into the box of a coach. And that just like was creating a lot of dissonance in my life because I was denying 
the truth of who I am, which is a healer. You know, and maybe maybe a coach and a healer are not so different. But it was really suffocating to try to put myself into a box that was not who I truly was. And so the universe has provided for me and celebrated this reclamation, reclamation of who I truly am as a healer, as a galactic shaman, here to help others remember their divine light, to help others come into resonance with their soul frequency, to clean out any dissonant beliefs that are creating a disempowering reality so that other souls can step into the prosperity of their being. And prosperity relates to all areas and facets of life. Sometimes, you know, there's an obsession of money in the world and prosperity can be linked to that. That's not what prosperity means. Prosperity, (laughs) it connects to the infinite nature of your soul, to the, the space you have in your life to remember and celebrate that connection with the divine, that union that is existing within you. And so please... Allow yourself the grace and the space to celebrate your true nature and have the courage to share your truth with your community because there are people who can benefit from your gifts, who will come into more of their power by experiencing your embodied power. Because in our healing sessions, our vessels are the strongest tools we could ever be working with. They are conduits of divinity. They are, it's, you know, it's really interesting. We have 12 meridians in our body and they're starting on the hands and on the feet and they all meet in the core of our body. And you can really think of these as like the strings within our bodies. In Kundalini Yoga, they this is Chinese medicine, the meridians. Um, but they go from your hands and your feet and they interconnect into the core and they create these circuits. And there are these energetic path, universal pathways that are connected to our organs. And so movement supports our organs into more harmony and health. And then in Kundalini Yoga, there's the nadis. There's considered to be 72,000 nadis. And these all run through our bodies as well. And so our bodies are literally tuning forks. And that is what makes us a healer. Is celebrating our frequency, being connected to our infinite beauty, and knowing that as we are standing in our power in those sessions, we are creating a pathway an energetic pathway for others to step into their power. And so if there is someone that inspires you, a healer that you really see stepped into their power, book a session with them. You will not regret it. There's going to be an energetic exchange that happens that supports you coming into your truth, 
into a deeper embodiment of all that you are so that you can be a bridge to others as well. We're like this beautiful chain, this weaving chain of healing energy. And it's important for us to receive and to give and to continue the beautiful chain of life. I really hope that this episode has nourished and supported you into your process of embracing your healer archetype because in doing so you're actually creating more unity and healing the wound of separation. You're also letting go of the fear of creating any type of hierarchy in the world and trusting that your light is going to inspire more light in the world. It is such an honor to share this time and space with you. Your presence is so deeply celebrated. So thank you so much for tuning in with us and for stepping into the womb of sound to witness the magic and wonder that can unfold upon our journeys as we cultivate our relationship with sound. I have a new beautiful offering that I would love to invite you into. It is a sound healing play shop called Ground Into Sound, and it's going to be such a fun interactive experience where you will get to learn about three featured sound healing tools. And so we will be going into the Tibetan singing bowls, the gongs, and the rattles. And so this will be an experience of learning from my perspective of how I bring these sound healing tools into my ceremonies and how I find them to be supportive for my clients. You will get to have intimate experiences with them where you can tap into your own wisdom and allow the teacher of sound to teach you so that you can come out of the experience with embodied wisdom and that you will also get to connect with community to be seen for your wisdom and your magic and your wonder as we come into circles of discussion to learn from each other. And so I would so love for you to be a part of the experience. You can visit my website, Acacia Godwin to contact me. I have the link to sign up for this event in my Instagram bio. And so you can follow me on Instagram at Acacia Godwin. I would love to see you inside of this space. I am offering this play shop as pay what you can. And so it's available to everyone. There just has to be an exchange of what feels good, what's available to you. There's so much beauty that opens up when generosity meets generosity. I hope to see you there.